The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of This League, we explore the NBA's injury problem. We talk about how Danny Ainge has bought more time to keep his fucking job. We talk about the one high seed that can actually make a deep run. <coughs> Warriors. And we also get in to some listener DMs. All right, Marty. Marty is looking better, feeling better, and about to drop the beat. The NBA has a problem, a problem they frankly don't want to admit, not just an injury problem, which would be bad on its own, but a star injury problem. Everyone knew it was going to happen coming into the season. I said it. There would be issues. We talked about it early. It happened. October 11th was game six between the L.A. Lakers and the Miami Heat. October 11th. Yeah. Six weeks later, training camp versus a normal 12 weeks. Six weeks off season? That's incredible. That is fucked up. They yeah. they also knew it was messed up. December 1st, that's when it hit. December 14th, preseason game. December 22nd, start of the NBA season. Gross. Yeah. October 11th, I think that was the day I uh, officially got hired by Barstool. So it's that it's that recent. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Marty has been here for what Dave would call a cup of coffee. Yeah. We have a condensed <laughs> schedule, a condensed offseason, a truncated pr- training camp, condensed preseason, and of course, COVID in the middle of all of that. Five straight months of every other day back-to-backs. The most under-discussed topic in the NBA, folks, is injuries. COVID, DMP, long stretches. That means do not play. Did not play. Long stretches without star players, uncertain returns. I mean, it is bad. (laughs) There was so much chatter about this. Everybody's pissed. Every team is pissed. Every player's pissed. That the NBA actually had to come out and say, hey, uh, actually, well, actually, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the rate of players needing to miss games because of injuries is actually down from last season and within the normal range for what the league has seen over the last five seasons. I mean, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit because, one, it completely ignores COVID, which is technically not an injury, but you still miss games and they don't count that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's bullshit. And second, it misses the larger point. It's not just how many people are missing games. It's who is missing games. Star players missing 
a shitload of games at record rates. We have the stats, of course, to prove it because people will always say, Tristy, you're you're full of shit. So, Marty, <laughs> if I said to you, the top 100 scorers, let's take that list. Okay. Would you say that the top 100 scorers in the league could be technically considered, we'll just say loosely, the best players in the league? Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd probably get most of them. Yeah, you'd, you'd definitely most. get most of them in there, yeah. Top 100, that's why we use 100. Out of the top 100 scorers this season, how many, Marty, do you think have played 60 or more games this year? 60 or more, 60 like, or more at games. this point or like on, on pace? For, on pace. Okay, uh, so that would be like, okay, missed like eight or fewer games. Uh, shit, probably not that many. I'd say 15. Out of the top 100 scorers this year, only 36 have played 85% or more of the season. Okay, yeah. I went low because I knew it was going to be low, but that's still staggering. Stars dropping like flies. And you could say, oh, well, this is normal. Last year, in a pandemic year, 54% of the top 100 played more than 85%. And in the last full season, 64% played 85% or more of the season. (laughs) So it's almost half the amount of a normal regular season. But we have Adam Silver being like, everything's normal here, folks. Nothing to see here. Actually, injuries are down. (laughs) Fuck you. Why would I watch the game? You're talking about the most marketable players in the league have missed significant time. And you wonder why ratings are down 50% from where they were last year and 50% down from where they were two years ago as well. I mean, why would I want to watch my favorite? Why would I want to watch basketball when my favorite player is not in it? (laughs) Why? Why would I want to watch a bunch of plumbers go out there and shoot the rock? It's not surprising the NBA is leaning into gambling. Yes. And I think that that's actually the one benefit of of injuries and how fast the injuries or like late the injuries come in is that you can exploit that. Like, I think I took what was the game? I took Indiana Pacers money line over the Philadelphia 76ers. It was plus 280. Mm hmm. Because Embiid was questionable. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to bet Embiid's not playing. And that's that's a sharp little bet. Made some money. Yep. I'm saving up for the playoffs when you know they're going to play. Saving up for the playoffs. You're talking about Harden, KD, Kyrie, Jamal Murray, Spida, Butler, AD, Braun, Kawhi, PG, Jalen Brown, Embiid, Levine, Zion, Cat, Shea, CJ, DeRozan, Siakam, John Wall, Karis LeVert, Hayward, Van Fleet, Kemba, D'Lo, Drew, Lowry. The list just goes on and on and on. (laughs) This is absurd. I mean, I just got out of breath speaking those names. And that's not even all of them. The question, though, is why are these players getting so hurt? Why are the star players getting hurt at record rates when the guys in the middle are fine? Because the plumbers in the league are fine. They're they're playing more <laughs> games than normal. <laughs> well, one, I think it's the back-to-backs. When you've got back-to-backs and you've got a lot of pressure to not fall into the, the play-in tournament, we know that's real pressure. Yeah. You've got stars that are like, I'm going to shoulder the burden for my team on these back-to-backs. They're pushing their bodies to the point of breaking. Good for them, I guess. Good for the league, I guess. (laughs) 
I yeah. mean, that's what we sort of want, I guess. Yeah, no, it still is kind of funny to me that uh, they took 10 games off the schedule acting like, oh, like we have the players like safety and health in mind. But really, they just made it more condensed and actually worse, even though it's fewer games. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. The Lakers went from a two seed to a seven seed. Yeah, that's how bad it is, because without those stars, AD goes down, Braun goes down. And all of a sudden it's free fall for the Lakers because we know they're not a good team at all without those two stars. They panic then and had to bring their star players back fast, faster than normal, which I did say, hand up, I said, AD's back too soon and Braun will be back too soon (laughs) and now they're not going to play the rest of the season. They're going to be shut down for the rest of the season. It is not good. And they are in real trouble because of these injuries. The upshot is, net-net, as they say, There are only a few healthy teams going into the playoffs. We are just a couple of days away, folks, before the playoffs start. And we only have, I don't know, six teams out of 20 that are actually healthy? 20 teams in it, and only six are really healthy. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. Some some of these players, or some of these teams are playing teams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is even makes them more scary. They're healthy and they're hot when it actually counts. So who are these teams? Warriors, Blazers, Suns, Heat. And the Heat, by the way, the only reason that the Heat are healthy is because they were so unhealthy for the first four months right, yeah. that they they somehow stayed in it. And now they're, they've figured it out. Yeah. Bucks, Hornets, and Knicks. The teams that stick out to me in this list, and I don't know if they stick out to you, are teams that had nine months off. Warriors, Hornets, Knicks. Julius Randle had basically an entire season as an off season. Right. You yeah. could have conceived and had a baby in that time frame. <laughs> like that is re- and meanwhile yeah, no, they were done in March and then started in December. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, Jimmy Butler had the length that it takes to have a honeymoon. Six weeks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you're talking about the time that is maternity leave is how much Jimmy Butler got off. Not even that. Not even that. So it is brutal. The teams that didn't either make the either didn't make the bubble or they got bounced out early. Those are the teams that somehow, some way, historic teams that have never made the playoffs in eleven years. They're back. Suns are back. Hornets back. Knicks back. I mean, this is unprecedented. And we can all say that the reason is, if you're really looking closely, is health. Health. That's just wild. No wonder. Julius Randle looks like a monster. No wonder Steph looks like a jackrabbit. These guys had the longest offseason in history. And then you have other players and other teams that had the least off the, the smallest offseason in history. So I'm going to say it right now. Injuries will be the number one factor in determining the this year's NBA champion. This league. This is something you should already know. I said it all. instances injuries can actually help a team insert golden state warriors entering (laughs) the chat here it is bold prediction i think the warriors can go to the finals (gasps) oh yes i said it (laughs) stay with me now it is a bold take it is and i tell you what if it comes to fruition i will be as usual insufferable if they go to the finals this year, I will say that they, that is the most impressive finals run they've ever had. 
this team should not be a playoff team. Yeah, no, sure. If they go to the finals, it would certainly be their biggest feat. Yes, absolutely. And we could say, like I said, I said, if Steph, didn't I? If Steph takes this team to the playoffs, wins a first round, we can call him Batman. I think it's very clear Steph is Batman now. Yeah. And if they go to the finals, holy fuck, we need to put more respect on Draymond and we need to put more respect on Steph because they have no clay, no KD. This team is trash. And they are good, right? (laughs) Like, how can you be so bad and somehow look so good? I don't know. So, okay, how does this all happen? Let's break it down. Let's say that the Warriors sneak into the seven seed. They beat the Lakers, who are hobbled. I don't even know what the deal is with with AD. He's now has a bunch of new things, back spasms, re-twisted the ankle, this, this, that. Braun still, Braun. They beat the Lakers. They get into the seven seed. I mean, Anthony Davis just said he's going to limp through pain the entire way through. I am going to have to live through pain through the rest of the season out. That's not good. Braun says... All the Lakers have rocky complexes. <laughs> <Da-da-da>, <laughs> <da-da-da>. <laughs> like, like, it's going to be so difficult. Like we're going to... I don't know. Overcoming obstacles. <laughs> they like to make it a little bit dramatic, don't they? Mm-hmm. So say that this, the Warriors get into the 2-7 two, the, the matchup against the Suns. What we do know is that the Warriors are capable of beating the Suns even when they are ice cold. Right? Steph went... I know you don't like this take. Steph went one for 11 and still beat the Suns. That is troubling when you know that Steph can carry a team to much higher heights when he's hot, hot. Yeah, they had the rest advantage, but... They did have the rest advantage. (laughs) That would be a separate segment on back-to-backs and how often the teams lose on back-to-backs when they shouldn't. Yeah, no, but to tell you the truth, I'm just so... Scared that we're going to have to play the Lakers in the first round. The Warriors would be a, a welcome opponent. We'll see. So the Warriors team knows how to win. Phoenix, as we know, does not know how to win. Why do I know they don't know how to win? Because they haven't made the playoffs in 11 years. Mm-hmm. So we know that they don't have championship DNA running through their body. And we know Chris Paul does know how to win, but not very far in the playoffs. Has not gone that far. So they do match up pretty well with Phoenix. I don't think it would be an easy situation, but it's possible. And I'm not even talking about the more likely scenario, which I think is an actual easier uh, path, which is being an eight seed and playing the Jazz. I think that's a much easier path. And I think that's the much more likely path. But we're going to go with the harder argument because I think I can still make it. So they place Phoenix, they win in seven. In the Valley. Suns. I mean, it's like, fine. You'll learn how to win. Right. Then they play probably the Clippers. Clippers have a hobbled PG who also said also has a Rocky complex. (laughs) I'm going to be paying playing through pain for the rest of the way out. Kawhi does not look explosive. Multiple NBA serious channels are debating whether Kawhi will ever be fully healthy with his injury history. He does not look bouncy. He does not look explosive. He's been in and out of the lineup the entire year. Pat Beverly's coming off of a five-week injury. That is trouble, trouble, trouble for the Clippers. Clippers, trouble. So then they play the Jazz, who I think is their easiest opponent in the Western Conference Finals. Jazz have had an easy, they have an easy bracket on that side. The easier bracket, we'll say. The same Jazz that have not had their backcourt pretty much all year together. 
You've got Conley with a hammy issue. Spider's with a bum ankle. Spider's not even going to play until the beginning of the playoffs. Right. By the way, what a bitch. I just found out that that was a grade one sprain. <laughs> grade one. Are you kidding me? You know how I feel about Donovan Mitchell. Oh, my God. A grade one. I found that out yesterday, and I was like, I have a grade three, and I'm thugging it out. <laughs> Jesus. Also, they just lost to the Blazers last night, two nights ago. And like I said, Marty, what's colder than being cold? Utah Jazz! <laughs> the whole team went ice cold. They scored less than 100 for the first time in who knows how long, because why? They just can't get it all together when the guys go cold. So, yep. Not great that Spider will have zero warm-up before to have the lights turn on bright. If it sounds far-fetched to you, it does not sound far-fetched for me because right now I'm going to say this. I am the Oracle of Delphi. I am calling this <laughs> sitting on my rock at the top of some Grecian island telling the world the Warriors will go to the finals and it will be one of the most historic comebacks. This team should not be in the playoffs, like I said. For them to go that far, even to the Western Conference Finals, would be a feat. I also said... This team is much better with wise, without Wiseman and without Ubre, and they really are. They really are. <laughs> also, Steve Kerr now forced to play small ball. Does not want to do. Forced to actually try to win, which he does not want to do. <laughs> he has said multiple <laughs> times, we <laughs> don't care about this season. We won't chase wins. We're not going to chase wins. It appears you're chasing wins now. That was still such a wild thing to say. <laughs> just, that was just such a crazy, crazy thing he said out loud. If you were to tell me he said that and you did not have proof, I would not believe you. Yeah, no, it was that wild. Yeah. If the Warriors beat the Suns or the Jazz in the first round, which is a huge if, you can just say it now, book them for the finals. And when that happens, and when that happens, expect my victory lap. Put some respect on the Oracle's name. I'm overcoming the obstacles. I'm conquering the impossible. They said I was being illogical, but I have become the unstoppable. And why would I stop? Got a lot to do. I'm trying to travel where it's tropical. Don't call me, I ain't calling you. Because that's why I do not rock with you. Oh, man. Excuses, excuses, excuses. And now Jalen Brown is just another excuse in Danny Ainge's quiver, isn't he? Woo! It's time. It's time for another Celtics bashing segment. Yes, it is. People think I hate the Celtics. I do not. I do not hate the organization. I like the organization. I do not hate the players. I like the players a lot. But who do I not like? I do not like Danny Ainge. I do not think properly. I do not think he should be there. I do not think he's properly rated. I think he is massively overrated at doing his job. I think he is hurting this franchise. I now have more weapons to throw his way. <laughs> and now the sad thing is that Jalen Brown's injury, he has surgery on his shooting wrist. The world does not know if he's going to ever become fully healthy. They said they are optimistic. Usually when it's like he'll make a full return, that's set in stone. They say the Celtics organization is cautiously optimistic that Jalen Brown will return to full health. Well, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. He's your one piece of trade bait that you have on the roster. And now he's damaged goods. So, okay. The Celtics now have cover because of Jalen Brown's injury. Wrist surgery out for the year, out for at least six months, right? So we all know that the Celtics needed to be taking a hard look in the mirror. And now with Jalen Brown down, they don't have to. They can just say, oh, well, we could have been a contender if it wasn't for Jalen Brown going down. That's just a lie. 
the truth is, like you said, Marty, the roster is fucking weird. Yeah. It's weirdly constructed. Doesn't make any sense. You have multiple players at multiple positions that don't fit. Like Jalen Brown is a two, three. Tatum is a two, three. Marcus Smart is a one. Kemba is a one. You don't have any fours and you don't have any fives. I don't know what's happening. It's about to look a lot weirder, too. I'm excited to see how they play, though. <laughs> yes. I mean, this uh, this sucks. I feel I feel like shit for Jalen Brown. He's one of my favorite players. But, yeah, no, the fact is that it, it came down to where it was kind of constructed. Like, hey, y'all two, go do your thing. And everyone else just, like, mold around it. And the two of them just aren't quite good enough to survive under construction that way. Not many people are. And now it's literally going to be the Jason Tatum show. Well, and what's interesting is that they play the same position. Just There's about. sort of these combo two threes, two, three, four. It's weird. One's like a two, three, one's like a three, four, but like they really play three. Tatum's a little more versatile on the forward side. And I'd say Jalen Brown's a little more versatile on the guard side. hundred percent. Yeah. But Celtics fan, Celtics fan, you can't say, all right, we're going to give Danny Ainge a pass, which is, I think what's happening right now. Not only is he going to get a pass this year, he's now going to most likely get a pass for next year because Jalen Brown might not even be healthy until midway through next season. Lord, Lord, help us. Celtics fans, let's let's just talk about it. You know, you know you should be better than this. You know that, don't you? You do. You know that. If the Heat, the Heat, who were at 1.812 seed, can be a four seed, which they just were a couple of games ago, somewhere between four and six, you should be better than this. You really should. Even with this wonky roster, should be a four seed. The excuse, of course, is that they've been hurt all year. I mean, yeah, everybody's been hurt all year. Yeah. <laughs> you can't come at me being like, oh, well, we've had guys in and out of the lineup. Marcus Smart's been out. Jalen Brown's been out. Tatum's been in and out with COVID. No, 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 sir. That's happening, like I said, at record levels. So you have no cover for this. Yeah, that one doesn't work this year. That one does not work. Welcome to the party. Every star player has been down. So the question is, how do you do when your players are in and out of the lineup? Apparently, like two nights ago against the Cleveland Cavaliers, not very well. (laughs) This is a mess. The Cleveland Cavaliers are actively tanking. They are trying to lose games on purpose. Brian Winhorst just came out and said, the Cleveland Cavaliers do not want to win games. They want to, they want that number one spot. Mm-hmm. Number two spot. Yeah. We'll get Dan Gilbert's kid with glasses at the podium again. Correct. <laughs> but no, they were up on the Celtics by 15 two nights ago. Are you serious? This is a mess. And nobody gets more unnecessary rope than Danny Ainge. No one. No one turns a blind eye to their GM's mistakes quite like the Celtics organization. It is gross. After this story that Shams recently shared, which I didn't know about for some reason, this is fireable. Let's break it down. Shams was on NBA radio this week reminding people something I did not know. Danny (laughs) Ainge turned down Dougie Buckets and Miles Turner for Gordon Hayward in this offseason. <gasps> Are you serious? Wait, at what point in the offseason? Like, Pri- I, two days before he left? They oh, could have done a sign and trade? Tra- okay, All right. Yikes. Hmm. They got nothing in return for Gordon Hayward. Imagine your roster, but with Dougie Buckets and Miles Turner. Think things would be different? <laughs> 
You're one of the worst perimeter defensive teams in the league. You get a lot better when you have the guy who leads the NBA in steals. You have a terrible interior defense. You've gone through over five centers this year. Tice, Robert Williams, Tristan Thompson, Cornette, Taco Fall. Yuck. You think you would be better with Miles Turner? <laughs> Come on now. Also, TJ Warren said he was disgruntled at one point during the year. You couldn't have gotten TJ Warren for some interior defense? Like, what are we doing, folks? Why? Why aren't there riots in the streets in Boston? Why aren't people calling for Danny Ainge's job? Why does this continue? I don't understand. <laughs> Folks, Boston fans, you should be more furious. Yell, get mad. Start a campaign. Get him the fuck out of here. But you will not because Danny Ainge is one of the greatest oil salesmen, snake oil salesmen in the league. Uh, moving on. Let me just be very clear about something. I do not give a fuck if you do not like the WNBA. We are talking about it. You cannot stop me. Period. The dawn is coming. You can see the writing on the wall. There's investments in the women's game finally increasing. Big media networks like ESPN are putting millions of dollars, putting women's hoop in prime time. And you will see, just like a song you don't like, what you know about rolling down in the deep. That's how the WNBA is going to be for you. You're going to be like, I fucking can't stand that song. And you're going to be in the shower and be like, what you know about rolling down in the deep. You know, that's what's going to happen. The more you see the WNBA, the more you're going to like it. It's going to be shoved down your throat like a fucking TikTok song. You're going to be subjected on a night-to-night basis with game after game after game. Atlanta Dream versus the Dallas Wings. The Liberty against the Fever over and over and over until it's like, what you know about? Yeah, it's going to be like that. Commercial after commercial. Two and a half million dollars recently put in to basically brainwash sports fans for their own good. (laughs) Only 4% of media coverage currently is spent on women's sports, and that is changing right now. So my message really is to give women's women's hoops a chance because you're not going to really have any choice anyway. But give it a legitimate chance. Watch it, Marty. That's you too. Watch it (laughs) for the crossovers. Watch it for Arike Agumbawale who you will become intimately familiar with because she is a fucking nasty bucket. Yeah. The Mercury have a a big three. They do. Watch for Bill Lambeer teaching his women's hoops team to be fucking bruisers. Watch Brianna Stewart be nasty. Block, grab the ball, head down the lane, fucking hit a jump shot. She's like six feet over. Drake invested in it. DraftKings has invested in it. Kevin Durant and his agent just poured money into this, into the women's game. They said this. This is incredible. They said, we've never been as energized about something that we've invested in that's not ours as we are with this. TV coverage, advertising, and yes, even gambling. That's not charity. No. That's the belief that this thing is going to explode. We know that Kevin Durant is a savvy businessman. So get on the ground and start watching these things now before you look like an idiot because you're late to the party. 
Even Puma is investing, giving Brianna Stewart of the storm her own signature shoe, Fire. And even Kobe Bryant spent the last two years of his life promoting women's basketball to everyone and anyone who would listen. So if you hate women's basketball, which there are a lot of people who do, never seen people so aggressively against something that they've never watched a game of. Never. It like, can get, uh, yeah, it can get heated. It gets yeah. very, nothing gets more heated yeah. than the talk around women's basketball. So I am coming strong on this ar- argument because I know people are going to come for my neck. If you hate women's basketball and your argument is that it's more boring than the men's game, you are saying that you know more than Kobe, who said he preferred watching women's basketball to men's basketball. He said that he could see a situation in 20 years where women could actually play with men. He is a guy who does not care about feelings. He does not care about anything else besides elevated competition. That is him, Mamba mentality. And he said that women and the women's game and the potential of that future was infinite. That's the guy that Michael Jordan said was maybe more mentally tough than him. The most competitive man in NBA history. And you say, no, no, Kobe, you are wrong. (laughs) You are wrong. (laughs) Women's hoops are trash. You believe you know more than Kobe Bryant and Drake and KD, and you do not. You do not. So anyway, all of that to say, the 2021 WNBA season is upon us. It is happening Friday. That is today. Get fucking excited. The season gets started tonight. If you've never been a fan, let me just acquaint you with teams you will like and to whet your appetite. Seattle Storm, Las Vegas Aces, Minnesota Lynx, Dallas Wings, and Washington Mystics. All very, very fun teams. Also, gambling opportunities, limitless. There is nothing more electric than gambling on women's sports. I tell you what, you'll see a lot of missed layups right at the end of the game, and it will terrify you. Like maybe six in a row, and you're like, holy shit, is this going to go over? Is this going to go under? I don't know. (laughs) If you watch that matchup, there's a Seattle Storm plays the Aces on May 15th. If If you watch that full game, With an open mind, and you are not entertained. That's you, Marty. (laughs) Fine, give it up, but you don't know basketball. Simple as that. (laughs) My baby girl told me that she only loved me because I do my thing. Handle my bed, she trusts me. Uh, Out in these cool streets, ain't nothing funny. When you get the good love from your girl, it's always sunny. I met her on a tour. Let's get into some DMs. Okay, uh, first up, we have what team having a lottery pick is better for the NBA, the Warriors or the Timberwolves? What team having this year's lottery pick between the Warriors and the Wolves would be better for the NBA? Uh, I wrestled with this. I think each one has its own pros and cons. Yeah. The, the issue is this to me. The Minnesota Timberwolves don't need any of the top players in the top four. They already are set at point guard unless they're going to get rid of D'Lo which I don't think that they will get rid of Carl Anthony Towns' best friend. It's like Obamacare. Once you have him, you can't get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a tough move. You know? Yeah. You didn't want him really, but now that you have him, you're kind of used to him. Carl Anthony Towns definitely yeah. wants him. They're still waiting on Devin Booker to sign in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. That one's big. Yeah, remember that? So I don't think you're going to get a point guard to replace D'Lo. You already have a shooting guard in Anthony Edwards. You already yes. have a wing in a Koji. You have Cat. Are you going to go after a center and get Mobley, who is a definite risk and skinny like Wiseman? I don't think so. No. Yeah. I think the best lottery pick 
would be for the Warriors to have that slot and then end up drafting Jalen Suggs. Can you imagine? Yeah, no, it'd be sick. I mean, if we're talking about like for the NBA, like front office, I mean, it's It's definitely the Warriors. I mean, they want they want Steph to have contending years at the end of his prime for sure. So we all do. And that's the struggle for me. Do I want the Warriors to win and continue their dynastic run, which was very boring? Or do I care more about Steph? I think I care more about Steph than I do how much I don't like dynasties. So I would like Steph to get more rings for sure. So you've got Jalen Suggs, Steph, Clay, Draymond. I mean, Wiseman's not staying. <laughs> so whatever they do at center, don't ma- doesn't matter to me. Kavon Looney, for all I care, I don't care. But I think that becomes a really, really good I think that becomes a really, really good team because Jalen Suggs can actually play defense and Steph Curry cannot. So, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's exciting. I think he would be a perfect fit in Golden State as well. Okay, next we have uh, how far do you think the Nuggets will go? Man, I've changed my mind on this so many times. Back and forth we go. Really? Back and forth. I mean, like all throughout the season, haven't you? Oh, I mean, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Throughout <laughs> the season, it's been ping pong, ping pong. This is the team I think gets bounced out of the first round. I think the Blazers play them or the Mavs play them. I mean, the best shot that they have is if the Mavs play them, because I don't know really what the Mavs are. I'm not sure. On a night-to-night basis, I'm not sure. Yeah, I would bet them against the Mavs. But I think if they play the Lakers or the Blazers, they are gone. Gone. It's the opposite <laughs> of last year, right? Like last year, nobody counted anything for them, and they be- they went to the Western Conference Finals. But Nuggets are a team that people have high hopes for, high expectations for, and I think it's just going to come to a screeching halt. This team, this Nuggets team, is worse than they were when they played Portland, when Portland beat them in seven. And Portland is better than they were when Portland beat them in seven. They've got more weapons there. I mean, we had Evan Turner, for God's sakes, then. (laughs) We had Evan Turner, (laughs) and they had Jamal Murray. They do have Michael Porter now. I think it evens out a little. Yeah. But come on now. The Blazers should win that series in six or seven. So do I trust Michael Porter Jr.? I do not. So it's just joke. It's just Jokic out there without anyone. I think it's a bounce. Bounce, bounce. Oof. Bounce. Hot. MVP getting bounced out of the first round. What do you think about that? Uh, I always like when they have to do it and like when they have to do the uh, presentation of the trophy in like a hallway somewhere. It's the like, best. Remember when Dirk had to have it it's done? It's the best. Yeah. So I'm down for that. All right. Yeah. Uh, next we have uh, who is your defensive player of the year? Man, isn't this hotly debated? This is more hotly debated than MVP. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Everybody is saying that they are the defensive player of the year right now. Everyone. You've mm-hmm. got Draymond saying it. You've got, obviously, Ben Simmons saying it. You've got uh, Joel Embiid saying it. You've got Drew Holiday saying it. The 76ers claiming they have two guys that should equally win the defensive player of the year. I don't know. Can you share it? I don't know. <laughs> but no, no. You could make a reasonable argument that Embiid and Ben Simmons even aren't even the best defenders on their team. Matisse Thibault statistically is a better defender, even though he's only playing 20 minutes. If you put him per 36, he's better. So I don't think you could give it to them if you're going to say, we're not going to give it to Matisse. But to me, the defensive player of the year is once again, Rudy, I give the entire league and all of sports COVID, go bear. Having a record defensive year, uh, I don't like him, but he no. is 
He is really, it is a tremendous year. His defensive on-off split is one of the largest of any high-volume player over the last 15 years. Meaning, the Jazz are so much better on defense when he's on the court than when he's off. Nearly a 12-point difference per 100 possessions. And he doesn't even (laughs) score! Yeah, no, that's stout. That's stout. He doesn't even score. This defense has been so good. He's number four overall in the entire league in Winchers per 48 minutes behind Jokic, Embiid, and Butler, all guys who score a ton more than him. In other words, his defense has been so good, it makes him more valuable than Harden, KD, Kawhi, Steph, and Dame. I don't even know how to rectify that in my mind. (laughs) It is (laughs) like Rudy is more... Valuable than Dave? I mean, I guess. I mean, he is. That's what the numbers say. Mm -hmm. But I don't like Rudy Gobert, so I never give him anything ever in life. No awards go to Rudy. None. (laughs) Zero (laughs) awards to Rudy. So I would give it after, upon deep thought, Drew Holiday. I give it to Drew because you know what? Drew deserves it. Drew deserves it as a human. Drew deserves it because he's constantly slept on. The thing that is impressive to me about Drew Holiday is how much pressure he puts on the ball. I think per, uh, personally, I prefer on-ball defenders who are elite than off-ball defenders that are elite. I mean, cool. Like, sure, you, you get I mean, out in space. But there are people who, like Ben Simmons, is a tremendous off-the-ball defender. Tremendous. He is one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. Relentless. Gets up into your grill. The sole reason that Damian Lillard started shooting from 30, 35 feet was Drew Holiday. The sole reason. <laughs> we got bounced. We got swept. By the Pelicans because of Drew Holiday. He was such a pest. He was attached to Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard could not get a shot off. I don't remember what his stats were, but they were atrocious. He was frustrated. He just recently, I think Trey Young shot two for 17 when Drew Holiday was guarding him the other night against the Hawks. Damn. Like he's just relentless for 48 minutes. He's more, he's more of a pest than Patrick Beverly. That's saying a lot. But. He actually scores, which I think makes being a great defender even more impressive because you're putting so much effort, draining your body and your soul of energy on the offensive side and still being relentless on the defensive side. I think he's probably one of the most underrated perimeter defenders in the entire NBA. He's expected to carry the load. He has a very high usage rate. Expected to carry the load offensively and still putting clamps on your uh, opponent's best player? DPOY. Because you can't give it to Rudy. You cannot <laughs> give it to him. I hate defensive player in the year. Really. You know, like I think it, it's my least favorite. It's not uh, a sexy award. award. No, I mean, I, I care about like all defensive team. Mm-hmm. I think that's more interesting. Just trying to pick one player as best defender is just Especially always. Especially across different positions. Yeah, it's Tough. always felt kind of weird to me. Tough. Okay. Uh, next we have, uh, are the Wizards an actual threat if they get past the play-in tournament? I think this question's all about Bradley Beal. Brad Beal. Uh, is injured with a hamstring injury. By the way, what a tremendous back and forth we did not talk about between him and Kent Bazemore. He roasted Kent Bazemore. Did you see that tweet? Oh my God. I I did, yeah. (laughs) Yikes. If Bradley Beal is healthy and Joel Embiid is in any way hobbled, because we know for sure that the only thing that the Wizards can do is make the 8 seed, because I think they're at 10 right now. So 8 is their upside. If they play the Sixers... And Embiid is in any way hobbled, which he's missing games right now for an injury, not for load management. I think that's trouble. I'm not saying they'll win a series, but that's trouble. If they beat the Sixers, 
I think anything's possible, which is saying a lot because this Wizards team at one point was legitimately, statistically, the worst in the NBA. <laughs> All right. Uh, do the Celtics still have a chance without Jalen Brown? I mean, what? Who are these fans? <laughs> Who are these Celtics yeah, fans? A chance for what? <laughs> yeah. A chance for what? Getting into the playoffs? A chance for the play in? What are you talking about? You did not have a chance with Jalen Brown. What do you think you are without Jalen Brown? You are nothing. You are a speck of dust in the universe. You are just down 15 points to the Cleveland Cavaliers with Anders and Verizhal playing minutes. (laughs) Who literally came into the league when I was in high school. Are you kidding me? I am 35 years old. (laughs) Anderson Verizhal said he hadn't played five on five in years. This is a disaster. Do we have a chance? You have a chance of remaining in the NBA. That's the only chance you have. (laughs) If relegation was, I mean, you were bad. The the fact that Celtics fans even would feel this question to me is fucking ridiculous. All right. We have uh, next up, will Zion carry the Pels when he comes back? I mean, no. Zion will not carry the Pels ever. Let's just say it very, very clearly. Zion Williamson will never carry the Pelicans to anything of note. How do I know that? Because someone who is better than Zion, Anthony Davis, did absolutely nothing with this Pelicans organization. Unless they surround Zion with real pieces and an actual coach instead of Stan Van Gundy, this team will go nowhere. This team will do nothing. And I can promise you this. There's a more likely scenario that Zion will actually ask to leave, then he will pull this franchise into any piece of existence. That is a hot take, but I swear there's just no possibility in my mind that happens. Nice. Okay. Uh, I think you agree. I do sort of. I mean, I'm I'm very aware of what the Pelicans have and haven't been able to do. I'm not pulling for it by any stretch, but that what you just laid out seems like a very, very possible scenario. Very, very possible. I don't want it to happen. I just no, think I like know. history shows that that is exactly what happens. And they had Drew Holiday and they had Boogie Cousins and they couldn't do dick. Yeah, no, which just sucks because, well, uh, that was unlucky. Boogie got hurt. Sure. But still, like, yeah, I, I just don't want to see Zion become part of a super team. That's like my biggest fear. I like him too much. I think he goes to the Knicks. Okay. Uh, last up, we have what team that are in the playoffs right now are overrated or underrated? What teams in the playoffs are overrated and underrated? Pretty simple. Overrated. Jazz. Most overrated team in the league right now. Yeah. I think they are the most likely to be bounced out early, besides obviously the Nuggets. But I don't think, I think Nuggets in the middle of the pack, properly rated. Sixers, Lakers. It's, let's just be very, very clear. Lakers, it's not your year. It's not your year. Just pack it up. Have no expectations. It's not It's not happening. And probably the Bucks, depending on who they get in the first, first round. If you get the Heat in the first round. That'd be tough. I mean, it's just, I mean, Mike <laughs> Budenholzer might as well just start putting his resume on Indeed.com. Because it's, it's, you're done. Underrated. Wizards, like I said, yeah. hot, hot. Warriors, hot, hot. Playing great defense and Steph. Not the We Believe 2.0. Draymond Green is top three defender in the league. Steph, top offense in the league at any given point in time. You might have, realistically, the best defense on both teams with Draymond Green and the best scorer on both teams with Steph at any given time against any given team. So I think they're very, very underrated. I think the Heat 
are underrated. We know that they can go to the finals when they have things clicking. Now that Tyler Hero is actually playing like he did last year and not like somebody <laughs> that made a song somebody that somebody made a song about who just like I don't even know what he was doing, but now that he's back, I think this team can go far and then the Knicks. The Knicks are tough. Knicks are gritty. I think that's it. I think properly rated are all the guys in the pack, right? In the middle of the pack. Nuggets, Blazers. Blazers are going to get bounced. I mean, early. Like, I just don't trust us. It's looking that that way. Here's yeah. the thing, though. I'm going to just keep shit-talking the Blazers. I shit-talked them against the Memphis Grizzlies. They've gone 9-1 and one since then. 9-1? and one, And, like, six of those teams were playoff teams? So, fuck the Blazers. They're, ne- they're never going to do anything? Fingers crossed. No, Mushroom. I need them to lose. I need them to keep losing. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, keep the Lakers out of that spot. Ugh. Keep the Lakers at six. That's all the time that we have for the This League podcast. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, the, the Knicks have clinched a playoff spot. We have a Knicks t-shirt that is Biggie Smalls inspired. Julius Randle, King of New York. Very, very dope in the Barstool store. Uh, we will put it out on our story on Twitter and on all the other channels that we are on. It Please, please subscribe and unsubscribe and resubscribe. That makes a massive difference. We also have other merch coming for the playoffs. Uh, do not forget to follow us on, at This League on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And we also have a new Facebook discussion group that's about to get popping. Thank you so much for listening. It is a pleasure. Uh, tune in Monday afternoon for the next edition of this league The bigger they come, the harder they fall. It's time to risk it all. Say hello to the big dog. Say goodbye to all the frogs. Keep it a hundred, keep it a hundred, keep it a thousand. There's certain people, certain
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.